Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius. My name is Chris. I'm your host today, sitting here with the genius, Jameson Black. What's up, man? How's everybody going? Hope you guys are having a fantastic start of the week. Some big injuries last night, but a good game overall. Hopefully we can hear on what's going on with those injuries soon. And hopefully they're not major, especially that Devontae Adams possible turf toe injury. Yes, as usual, lots of flips, turns, uh, U-turns, bridges, upside downs, backwards in the season this year. Everybody is um, all over the place. Lots of questions coming in on Instagram. Lots of questions on Mastermind Chat. Um, yeah, we're helping people make some money and uh, win some leagues. Definitely. Love it. So today's podcast, uh, we have a few things happening. We're going to do DFS and season-long packages um, and Mastermind packages. Let's talk about that a bit. We have Instagram poll, recap of last night's Eagles and Packers game, and then Gabe and Gabe breakdown. Sounds good. Let's get jump it going. right into it. So, hey, first of all, let's just start off with the DFS and season-long packages uh, that we have out there as long as our Mastermind. Uh, if you guys are, 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 are interested and you are needing help with your teams, with your DFS to make money online, uh, make money uh, playing fantasy football, uh, sign up. Mastermind packages are only uh, 10 bucks a week. Pretty easy. You have instant access to the genius. Uh, questions in your back pocket pretty much. Uh, answered um, last night. If you guys go back to the last podcast, uh, that game was an absolute uh, crush in terms of the genius predictions on that, huh? Yeah. If, if you go back and read our uh, the Thursday throwdown article that I wrote about the game, uh, called about uh, if you're playing DFS, you definitely want to get into Dallas Goddard a couple uh, shares of them. I thought it was a game that I think we see a little more action. Got in the end zone, actually paid off his salary by a wide margin of that game. And again, with those single game game single game slates, you have to be very uh, very contrarian with how top-heavy they are for the price payouts. So I talked about how you can uh, throw Goodert in as your captain spot and have a nice roster. I did one myself, uh, and it, it was fairly high up there. Nice nice little uh, return. Could have been a lot better if I would have got anything out of uh, J.J. Arcega, uh, Whiteside. But, you know, that's what, that's what you do. You kind of be contrarian. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. Goodert last night definitely did hit last night for everybody that listened to that podcast. Also talked about... Uh, Devonta Adams being the breakout week this week. I said eight for a buck fifty and a couple scores. He had that pretty much in the first half for the catches and the yards. Uh, suffered that rough injury, so I think that kind of affected him obviously late in the game. Looked like he was going to smash that prediction, but you kind of like get a feel on what's going to happen. We know Philadelphia had a bad secondary, so you just kind of kind of look at what's happening in, uh, overall, how teams kind of line up and play their games, and you can kind of get a feel. Especially now that we have data four weeks in, we have data on how teams are looking on offense and defense so um definitely keep a look on that i'm kind of hitting on those thursday night games so if you're playing those single game slates make sure you pay attention to that thursday throwdown on a thursday weekly yeah so uh anyway lots of lots of places to listen to lots of sources online for information uh we want to be your number one so go out there dfs season-long packages and mastermind packages available on the site fantasyfootballgenius.com uh next uh you did an instagram poll yesterday Yes, yes, we did. Uh, did an Instagram poll about players that we thought maybe was going to be uh, stepping up, uh, having a big, uh, big week this week after a slow. Uh, if, if you looked at my before I edited, it, I said twenty twenty nine. So yeah, I, I like to look into the future, kind of look at what's happening in, in the, the future. Jump into the old uh, DeLorean and, and see what's going to happen there with the with the old uh, future games. But again, I was talking about twenty nineteen slump for twenty nineteen. A little typo there. Change it up. Um, so the players that kind of had a, a rough struggle to the season, 
and who's going to break out this week. We had a lot of talk about Devonta Adams. I think that was a given. A lot of people were on Devonta Adams, no matter where you looked at and talked about Adams. He was he was talked up. I just felt personally that this was a game that the Packers were going to look to kind of flood him with targets, get him involved, and that's what they did early and often to start the game. Um, rough injury. We'll talk about that injury a little later when we talk about the, the recap of the game. Uh, we also had a lot of people talk about Juju Smith-Schuster and DeAndre Hopkins. Personally, I'm a little more worried about Juju just because that offense did not look like it was um, going to be going anywhere anytime soon without Big Ben Roethlisberger. And it sounds like his mobility was a, a big effort, especially if you, if you listen to some of the stuff. Uh, Richard Sherman was talking about how his uh, mobility and the way he gets outside the pocket and that kind of stuff kind of helps that team. So if Mason Rudolph can't do that, I think it's going to affect the offense. I think overall, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be a player we can still count on, but I definitely don't think he's going to be up there where I originally had him if Roethlisberger was his quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's going to bounce back nicely. I have him in for a big game this week, much like it was Adams. I think the last couple weeks for Hopkins, for his standards, were down a little bit, but I think he's going to get back on track. And, and, and again, in my opinion, that Texans offense is the junior version of the Kansas City Chiefs. There's just a ton of talent over there. Will Fuller, Duke Johnson. Uh, plenty of plenty of options there on the offense. I think they're uh, they're going to pick it up. But obviously DeAndre Hop- DeAndre Hopkins and um, Watson are the guys there in the offense. And I think Hopkins and Watson com- combo com- connection is going to pick it up again as well. We also heard about Jay Clev sixty eight sixty saying Todd Gurley gets fed twenty plus times this week. I kind of agree. I think there's a lot of people, including myself. I, I'm a little worried on Gurley. I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. I had him as an early second-round pick this year, and I didn't see, uh, didn't see an, uh, a wrong thing if you, if you took him late first. Obviously, it's not turned back that value. So I'm a, to say I'm not nervous would be a lie. I am a little nervous on Gurley, but I do think that he does turn it around. I think they're saved him somewhat for the middle of the season. They don't want to um, give him too much workload early. And I think that workload is going to happen middle of the season. I don't think he's going to get nearly the work he had last year, but I think his production is going to improve on a weekly basis. And I think we're going to see Gurley kind of get into those uh, big roles. And especially if you took him in the early second, late uh, middle second round in your draft, you don't need the protection he had last year to kind of return value. Obviously, last year, to start the year, he had a lot of touchdown equity. And that, that was not going to um, improve this year. He just he got in the end zone a lot last year. That was going to go down just because of what the, the weapons they have on offense, especially in the passing game. But I think Gurley is going to turn it around. I would love to see him get the ball 20-plus times. That means he's going to put up monster numbers. Marvin underscore 18 underscore hopes it's Dave Montgomery. And I know you, Chris, as a Bears fan, would like to see Montgomery get a little more work in that offense. Yeah, they're kind of coming around. But um, but it just seems like they're not giving the ball as much as they should. I think Montgomery is the better running back of the trio there, um, especially with this Instagram or the uh, live streaming that they had with uh, Tariq Cohen. I don't know if you heard about that with the uh, getting players in the background, uh, naked players that uh, doing a live feed from his locker room. He's not uh, looking nice on his uh, teammates right now. Um, so that might uh, affect it. Maybe, maybe they give the ball to Montgomery a little more because uh, Cohen is kind of in the dog's house uh, with not only his teammates but his coaches because of him live streaming in the locker room. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say it correctly. Lice. Lice. I don't know how, how to explain it. Uh, sorry if I'm butchering your name. Says it's going to be Son of Michelle. I don't know if it is. I hope it's Son of Michelle. I do have a lot of shares of Michelle. But um, the, as, we all, as we know in the past, New England does love to kind of uh, hurt us fantasy owners with uh, the running back. They love to kind of go with the combination of the two. And the only thing bad about Michelle is he's just not involved in the passing game as much as like James White and Rex Burkhead are. I hope Michelle does kind of turn it around. But anytime you have Tom Brady on that offense, you know the passing game is going to be involved. And that's just something Michelle does not 
get involved with. But again, I do think Michelle's going to turn around. I just don't know if he's going to be the player I originally thought he was going to come in a year. Unite the Pride says it's going to be Kenny G. I don't know if you're talking about the musician Kenny G, but I think you're talking about the Kenny Galladay. Obviously a little joke there. Um, Galladay, I do love Galladay. Uh, got a guy that, uh, that uh, if, if, if you're into cheesesteaks, uh, definitely give a um, lefty cheesesteaks guy a, a follow. He says Kenny G's in for a big, year, big game this week. Uh, he, he does like uh, Kenny, Kenny Galladay, and I think myself as well. I think Kenny Galladay is going to pick it up um, and uh, have, have a nice game. Last week it was Marvin Jones. We talked about last week how I thought Galladay was going to have a big game. Um, but uh, it sounds like Marvin, Marvin Jones might be the number one there, and we know the Philadelphia Eagles do give up a lot of, a lot of points, and that's what they did to Marvin Jones. I thought it would go Galladay, but maybe, maybe it's going to be more of a combination between the two, and this week it's going to be Galladay in my opinion. And Chas W7 says, hopefully it's Joe Mixon. Monday night, Pittsburgh Steelers. Is it going to be Mixon? Is it going to be James Conner? I do think Mixon does kind of pick it up this week, and I think we start to see Mixon kind of get a little more healthier and healthier after he suffered that week one injury. I think uh, a healthy Joe Mixon is, is always a good thing. I think he does kind of pick it up this week as well. Plenty of other ones. We can't go over all of them. Hopefully, you got the player you have helps you out get the week this week. But that's the Instagram question air that we had on the old IG platform. Yeah. And just to uh, piggyback on that, um, remember on Instagram, if you're asking questions or Facebook or whatever platform you're using, we cannot answer 100% of the questions. So if you don't, if you don't get your questions answered, um, please don't be offended. But we can answer your question 100% of the time, guaranteed, if you sign up for the Mastermind Chat. Again, that is a instant access to the Genius Pocket text message system, um, pretty much answering everybody's questions, and it's it's utilized every week. We have guys asking questions, you know, Sunday morning. We have guys asking questions, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday night before game, um, and uh, it's gonna help you win, help you win, make make some money, and and win your league, bring home those trophies. Yep. So uh, next, let's talk about the game last night. Eagles it was actually a, a good Packers. game. A yeah, good game on Thursday night. Usually the Thursday night games are, are sleep fest, but last night was a pretty good game. Yep. And uh, Eagles came out on top. Big, big win for the Eagles. Uh, for, I, I think for me, what I was impressed by is I saw uh, Miles Sanders kind of get, get loose a little bit more. Jordan Howard looked nice, um, got in the end zone, I think, twice for um, rushing and one in the, uh, through the air. But Miles Sanders, I think Sanders is a guy that I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on. Looked fantastic on a couple of those runs he had in the mm-hmm. offense. I've never really been a huge fan of Jordan Howard personally for, uh, for what he does. I think he's decent. But Miles Sanders, is a, it, he, he just looks the part as a running back. And I liked what I, the, the way they got, kind of got him involved in the, in the ground game. I think as the season moves along, we're going to kind of see more and more Miles Sanders. The only thing that kind of worries me is the Eagles do play that who's hot kind of role. Last night it was Jordan Howard, but still Miles Sanders still to get some looks. And they, but they play that, 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 that uh, who's hot kind of role, running back by, by committee. That's the only thing that kind of scares me. And we know Wentz does kind of throw the ball around. That's kind of why I was on Godard a little more. With the injuries to Jeffrey, Jeffrey was he going to be able to be healthy for an entire game? No uh, Deshaun Jackson. And I think that um, doing a double tight end uh, format was going to be the way the, uh, the Eagles were going to look at kind of be- beating the Green Bay Packers. And they did come out and do that, the different formation they had Godert. I think he could have been involved a little more. But I wasn't impressed by the way the Eagles kind of used their players to their ability last night. Loved what I saw out of Devontae Adams when he was healthy, when he was out there. A little disappointed if we talk about the injury to, to Devontae Adams. Sounds like it might be a turf toe injury. As my buy low poster child this week, 
it's kind of a little worrisome that he does, did suffer the turf toe injury. Reading different things about how, how serious it could be. If it's a, a, a mild injury, you can see, see him miss a couple days, maybe a week. If it's uh, moderate, it sounds like he can, he can miss a couple games to a month. But if it is severe, we've seen players get put on the IR with this. We've also seen players miss months at a time of this. So that's a little worrisome that um, at the end of the game, when the Packers did need him in the game, he was not allowed to come. He wasn't able to come back in the game inside the five-yard line. That showed that that foot injury was happening. And if you watch the press conference after the game was over, he didn't even have a shoe on because he said his, his foot hurt so bad that he couldn't put a shoe on. That's a little worrisome. Hopefully, it's not as bad as it maybe looks. But I am hoping that we only miss a few a few uh, days, maybe a game or two out of Devontae Adams because I think we finally saw that breakout happen last night. I was looking forward to the future of uh, Devontae Adams getting back to doing Devontae Adams things. Also, that horrible injury to Jamal Williams. Hopefully, you're not an owner of Aaron Jones and we're cheering that Jamal Williams like a lot of people do. I've heard a lot of people on, on uh, Instagram and social media kind of just saying, hey, finally, I get Aaron Jones um, the ball. You never want your player to get the ball over an injury like that, a head, head, head injury, neck injury. That injury is bad. They carted Jamal Williams out. I hope he's, he's, uh, he's fine. But for fantasy reasons, um, uh, Aaron Jones does become a little better of a player. But on, the only thing we care about is Jamal Williams is healthy and, and um, can get back on the track and yeah. uh, back on um, back on his feet sooner than later. Uh, fantasy comes second when you're talking about players' uh, health and players' injuries. And we wish all the best to Jamal Williams. And hopefully, Devonta Adams can get back on the field as well with that turf toe injury. Sounds like he's, he's going to get that checked out today and kind of figure out what's going on there as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Green Bay or Green Bay is is looking good. Philadelphia looked really good too. I was I was um, pleasantly surprised last night by the Eagles. They're they're coming on strong. So uh, next <clears throat> game by game breakdown with fantasy plays and predictions. <clears throat> yeah, we start off with the Tennessee Titans and the Atlanta Falcons. My opinion, I think this is going to be kind of a a, a one sided game. I I, th- I think the ten- Tennessee Titans are kind of a they're not as good as people think thought they were coming into the season. They're sitting at one and two. I think that record fits them as well. I think the Falcons one and two is kind of an, uh, a little surprising. I love the Falcons in this game. A home to home team. They're very good at home. I think the passing game gets gets kind of gets loose. We saw Matt Ryan kind of start off start off a little weak last last week and uh, kind of start out slow to pick up big, especially with Julio Jones late. I think Julio Jones is in for a big game. Also like Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, and GBPs. And if you're looking at tight end, I think Hooper is a decent tight end as well. Love the uh, Atlanta side of things. If you're looking at Tennessee, I think they're all pretty much only GPP options for me. I do think Mariota and Deion Lewis are decent GPP options just because I think they're going to be playing from behind. It's going to take away from Derrick Henry because Lewis is a better uh, pass catching back. Um, and I also do kind of like the, the Atlanta defense a little bit because we know Mariota does uh, turn the ball over and can I can ha- have those bad games. So I do like the Atlanta D a little bit. I like the Falcons to beat the Tennessee Titans by a couple touchdowns or more on uh, Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Two 3-0 teams. Uh, one we expected. The other one maybe not as much. Buffalo looks nice. New England looks like New England. New England looks like they're uh, primed for another championship run. And anytime you have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick running things for your organization, you know you are in the middle of a championship um, roster for the season. And I think they are right there as well. Um, if I'm looking at GPP plays, I think Josh Allen every week is a player that you can throw in your GPPs. I think he has slate-breaking ability. But I think the Patriots are a tough matchup for him, so I don't know if I trust him in season-long leagues um, just because of the matchup he has. But I think GPPs he definitely is a fine option, as always. 
Um, I think anybody on the uh, Patriots, you can start. But I think I'd be a little a little worrisome on, on all, all parties compared to where they've been so far. The Bills do kind of have a sneaky, decent off, uh, defense. And I think they can kind of contain Tom Brady and company to, a, to an effect. Obviously, you're not going to shut them down completely. I think you can always play Tom Brady any week. You play Julian Edelman any week. You can play the Patriots defense pretty much any week. Um, but as for the Josh Gordons, the Burkheads, the James Weiss, the Sonny Michels, um, I, I think I'm le- leaving them for like GPPs. Obviously, if you have Michelle, you might have started because where you drafted them, you may not have the other options. But I think the Bills are going to have a little more of a defensive game for the Patriots, and maybe we don't see the Patriots have the big games like they had. Mm-hmm. But I do like the Patriots to get the win and beat the Bills in a close game, maybe a little low, lower scoring game than maybe we're expecting out of the, the New England Patriots. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. The Chiefs, uh, pretty solid team all the way around. Patrick Mahomes doing some insane things. He started the 2019 season with a remarkable 370 yards plus, uh, three scores, and all without throwing a pick in each and every game this year, this week, this year. I'm sorry. All three games uh, hitting those those plateaus. Just remarkable what he's doing on the field. This is without Tyreek Hill in the, in the lineup. Personally, I think they're a better team without Ty- Tyreek Hill just because they can do the same kind of thing, and you don't have that head the the, uh, the off-field issues that that uh, Tyreek Hill brings. You have Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, and McCole Hardman, all players that kind of have the ability of Tyreek Hill, but they don't they don't come with the baggage the baggage as well. Um, obviously, when Hill does come back, he does make this team better. But for uh, off-field issues, I think they're a better team without Hill. But it um, sounds like he's going to be back in a couple weeks. And once you do add Hill to that offense, you are going to see a much better offense, if that's even possible, what they have. And this is without Travis Kelsey much doing uh, like really a Travis Kelsey-type um, games. Once Kelsey gets going his offense, his offense is going to be even bigger. Detroit Lions kind of an improving team, um, two, sitting at 2-0-1. The one tie coming to the Cardinals when they kind of – Kind of got a little worn out at the end of the game. The Lions do look pretty decent this year, but now they have a pretty tough matchup with Kansas City. But the Lions are a tough team at home. Um, teams do kind of struggle at times playing the Lions in the years past. I do think the, 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 the Chiefs do come in and get, and get the victory over the Detroit Lions. But I think if the Lions are going to be staying in this game and kind of keep it close, you definitely have to make sure that you get good games out of your ground attack with Kerryon Johnson. I think Kerryon Johnson is going to have a very big impact in this game through the ground and through the air. Obviously, I talked about Galdi, who I like, and uh, anybody on the anybody and everybody on the Chiefs. You can start. If I'm picking one of the receivers, and I do think this is a receiver game over Kelsey, um, just because of who um, who who the, the the Lions cover better between tight ends and wide receivers. If I'm picking a wide receiver, I think this week it's going to be McCole Hardman. We've already seen those smash spots from Watkins and, De- and Demarcus Robinson. I think this week we see that from McCole Hardman. Give me the Chiefs over the Lions on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the Raiders at the Colts. Not very high on the Raiders, and I think the Colts are a much improved team. That, better than I thought they were going to be at the start of the year. Anytime you have your starting quarterback go down and uh, not play because of retiring just before the year starts, you've got to kind of wonder what kind of mindset the team's in. They are, abs- they are obviously in uh, game mode. They've obviously started the year like nothing happened. Sitting at 2-1, the Colts are my um, kind of uh, little under-the-radar team this year. I think, I think uh, J- Jacoby Brissett is showing that he is uh, – Capable in this league, he looks looks nice. And at one time, this the New England Patriots had Brissett, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Tom Brady in the same quarterback room. That's a pretty impressive quarterback room um, with those three there, uh, led by obviously Tom Tom Brady. But Brissett looks solid. 
Uh, Marlon Mack, I think Mar- Marlon Mack's going to be a, 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 a nice option. And, and if healthy, T.Y. Hilton obviously is going to be in your lineup. But I don't like him a lot just because I think the, uh, they're not going to have to pass the ball very much. The Oakland Raiders are not, not a very good team. Take away that first game where they beat a bad Broncos team. The Raiders do not look like they are uh, going to be doing much this year. If you are picking a player on the on the Raiders, I think I um, I think that's pretty easy for me. You're going to go Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. Waller was a nice pickup for people that did draft them in your season-long leagues. Um, having a, a breakout year, all the off, off-field issues for Waller seem to be behind him, and now he's starting to show what kind of ability he has. He did look the part in the um, – when he came into the league, but he just couldn't stay on the on the field just because of the off-field issues. Now that he got that figured out and taken control, he is showing that he is a tap player in his league. Give me the Colts over the Raiders on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Chargers and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are looking at having the first overall pick in 2020. This team is bad. I think the Chargers are going to win this game by a country mile. Only thing that I'm kind of worried about the Chargers is this is a game I think we can see the ground game kind of uh, pick it up and uh, maybe you get a defensive score, which is going to affect the Chargers passing game. Uh, but we know Phillip Rivers and company can't get the job done through the air, but I just think we're going to see the Chargers uh, rely more on the ground game. So this is why I love Justin Jackson this week. I think Jackson is a, a player that you can use in GPPs if you're playing over on DraftKings especially. I love the salary of him and I love what he can possibly do um, in, this, in this offense and kind of uh, get in there when they're up big. And I, and I do think the Chargers defense is going to score one, at least once in this game, which, as I mentioned, is going to take away from what the passing game is going to do. May, we may see a game where we don't see Rivers throw the ball much at all, but obviously this is a team that, that can get the job done through the air. They can get up big by passing the ball early and using the ground game. So I think all parties are available, but if I'm picking one or the other, I do like the ground game a little more than the passing game for the Chargers. But all parties for the Chargers are um, are capable in any formats, but I love Justin Jackson for GPP just because of how lowly owned he's going to be and the impact that he can possibly have in this game. Give me the charges that I talked about in a country mile over the Miami Dolphins. Next up, we have the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants. Now that we have Eli Manning out of the uh, out of the lineup for the, the Giants, the Giants look re- rejuvenated there on offense. It kind of sucks to see um, Saquon Barkley go down with injury. Um, it sounds like he missed four to eight weeks. Kind of tough news, but the Giants do have some weapons now that they have a, a decent quarterback playing quarterback for them. Any given week, I think we can look at Mr. Daniel Jones, or like, as, as he's been known as Danny Dimes. I think we can look at him as a, um, a matchup play. I think this week is a fantastic play against the Washington Redskins who struggle against the pass. I love all parties, the Daniel Jones, the Sterling Shepherds, and Evan Ingrams on offense. People that rush to pick up Wayne Gallman, I think that you had to pick him up. I think he is going to have some decent gains, but I think we have to also pump the brakes on him. He is no Saquon Barkley. He is not going to be an, uh, a, a running back one. Yes, he's going to get looks of a running back one for the uh, New York Giants, but I would not count out them bringing someone in down the road. This week, obviously, I think you do have stardom just because of uh, what he's going to be able to do, how many, how many touches he's going to get in the game. But I think moving forward, we definitely have to keep an eye on the Giants because they may be looking at kind of bringing someone in down the road. Um, as for the Redskins, I'm not very high on much on the Redskins. I think for GPPs, you can throw some GPP stabs at Case Keenum and Paul Richardson. But this game might have a, uh, a huge feel of maybe we see Dwayne Haskins step in the game. And if that happens, I absolutely love Terry McLaurin moving forward. Former college teammates, I think McLaurin and uh, Haskins are going to have a nice connection. And we've seen Terry McLaurin already have a, a connection with his quarterback early. Um, it's something that, that, that I think we definitely need to keep, keep an eye on and, and uh, 
pay attention to because I think McLaurin can even have a bigger impact with Haskins as his quarterback um, than, than the impact he's already having for the to start the year for the Redskins. And if you picked up McLaurin, like I talked about, after week one, I think you're sitting nice with him as a PPR beast in fantasy leagues. Give me the Giants over the Washington Redskins this week. Next up, we have the Browns and the Ravens. Coming into the season, everybody thought the Browns were going to be the team that the kind of the, the, the sweetheart team. Uh, everybody was talking about them possibly even making a Super Bowl. I thought that was crazy to hear about the Browns making that game. Yes, they might make the playoffs, but making the big game is going to be tough, especially when you have the same conference as the Patriots, the Chiefs. Um, so that was a little far-fetched in my opinion. But I did think they were going to come in and win this division. But the Ravens have, have pretty much told us all, stop, stop, stop. This is still our division. We're going to still get it done. Lamar Jackson looked better than maybe I thought he was going to do. I always thought he had great ability running the ball, but he's looked nice throwing the ball as well. Lamar Jackson is one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but I still think he is a sell high. If you can get anything like an RB1, a wide receiver one for Lamar Jackson, I still think you do it just because of um, where you're going to take Jackson. You didn't take Jackson as your likely, your overall number one uh, quarterback. He's turned into that for you, but you most likely have another option with Lamar Jackson. And if that's the case, I definitely would try to push him, move him away and try to get an RB1 or a wide receiver one if possible for Lamar Jackson. As for the Browns, I think we can look at the uh, Odell Beckham. He's about the only player that I'm looking at as a, as a uh, definite start um, in all formats. You can look at Nick Chubb, you can look at Baker Mayfield, but I think the Ravens' defense, yes, it's not the, the one we've seen in the years past, but they still, still do have some nice options there in that secondary, in that defense overall. So I, I do think that the Browns are going to struggle a little bit, and I think this game is going to be much more of a kind of a defensive struggle, kind of an old-school defensive uh, 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 struggle for both sides of the ball. I like the Ravens and the Browns' defense um, in all formats this weekend, and I like the Ravens to win a slugfest, low-scoring slugfest over the Browns in Week 4. Next up, we have the Panthers and the Texans. Now that we know Cam Newton's out, um, sounds like this might be a Liz Frank injury for him, and if that's the case, he may be done for the year. That means it's going to be Kyle Allen moving forward. We don't know that for sure, but if that's the case, I think Allen is a, an improvement just because Newton has not been healthy. If Newton can't be healthy, he's not going to be a very good player on the field. Um, Allen looked pretty decent in week three as well. Came out and he didn't disappoint. Got his got his off, the offensive players involved. So that shows us that if Cam Newton can't play, if it is Kyle Allen moving forward for the rest of the year or even for a substantial amount of time, that does tell me that the, this offense still can get to produ- production. We still can trust DJ Moore. We can still trust Curtis Samuel. Obviously, we can still trust Christian McCaffrey, Greg Olson. Plenty of talent there on that offense. And I think we can still rely on those players as we would with Cam Newton because of the way Allen played in week three. Yes, it was against a bad defense, but moving forward, I think we still can trust a lot of the weapons there in the offense for the Carolina Panthers. We just have to definitely keep an eye on what's going on with Cam Newton, especially if you have him in season long. If he's going to miss a year, he's definitely going to be a player you're going to want to pick some up for him. But if he is going to come back at some point, I definitely don't think, I definitely think you do not drop him. You keep him if you do have the roster spot for Cam Newton, because once he does come back, I believe he is going to be his team to take back over Kyle Allen. Give me the Houston Texans over the Panthers, and I like all parties on the Houston Texans this week. Tampa Bay and the Rams. Bucks looked nice last year. Last week, I told everybody, don't worry about Jameis Winston. Winston's going to be fine moving forward. He's going to have those big games. This is not going to be one of those big games. The Rams are going to be able to, they will be able to shut down Winston. This could be a game where we see Winston kind of have a horrible game and we start to hear the, oh, I can't believe I drafted Winston because the genius told me to take Winston as one of my quarterbacks. Calm down, the Rams. We're going to see these kind of games. We're going to see those big games. 
Um, this is not going to be the case. Do not start Winston this week, but definitely keep him on your roster. He is going to have some more of those big monster games that he had last week. I don't like much on Baltimore. I'm sorry, on Tampa Bay as a whole, but I do love the passing game and Gurley and the Rams. Give me all Rams all the time this week and give me the Rams to beat Buccaneers pretty handily this weekend in fantasy and uh, in week four. Jags and Broncos, two struggling teams, two things that, that uh, kind of have decent defenses. I think this is going to be much more of a defensive struggle than an offensive struggle. Both offenses are not very good. Personally, I think they need to get the ball a little more to uh, Royce Freeman for the Broncos, and I think they also need to do the same thing with the Jags. They need to get the ball much more to their running back there in Leonard Fournette. Give me the Broncos to finally get that W this, this week against the Jags, um, but it's not going to be a fun game if you're not a fan of either team to watch. Next up, we have Seahawks and the Cardinals. I think one of the better plays in DFS and really season-long as a whole is the combo between Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. absolutely love that combination this week against the Arizona Cardinals. We know the Cardinals are going to try to get as many plays as possible um, on offense, which is going to include more plays for the Seahawks as well because the game is going to be very, very high-paced, fast team. I kind of like the Cardinals to kind of uh, be, be there at the end of the game, which is going to force uh, Russell Wilson and company to kind of throw the ball a little more than maybe uh, some would expect. Maybe some people think the Seahawks should win this one game handily. I do not. I think the Cardinals do kind of hang in there and keep it low, and I think the Seahawks do win it late. Give me the Seahawks, but I do like both sides of the Seahawks and Arizona offenses in all formats this week um, for your fantasy and DFS leagues. Vikings and Bears, big defensive struggle game. I think we're not going to see much offense on either side of the ball. I still think Dalvin Cook is a sell high. If you can get Ezekiel Elliott or if you can get Alvin Kamara for um, Dalvin Cook, I definitely would pull, the, pull it uh, for, the, for that trade. I still don't trust his health. I still think there is injury looming for him. He just has not been able to stay healthy for an entire season. And if, I can, if that's the case, if, I, if I'm not sold on him staying healthy for a full 16 games, I'm definitely going to sell high. And right now you can get Ezekiel Elliott and a, uh, or a, an Alvin Kamara for him. And I definitely think if you can get one of those two running backs for him, I would definitely go Dalvin Cook. If you think he's going to stay healthy, I would not trade him. I think if he can stay healthy, he is obviously going to be a top three, top five running back, if not the RB1 overall. So if you think he's going to stay healthy for an entire season, I definitely would hold on to him. If you think that there is injury like I do in the the future, I think I would definitely look at trading him, but I would not trade him for anybody other than Kamara and Dalvin and or... um, so, I'm sorry, Ezekiel Elliott or Alvin Kamara, or if you can get a nice combination package where you can start a couple of players for Dalvin Cook, I definitely would look into that. And again, this is something that our mastermind chat is worth uh, worth looking into. If, if you if you are a Cook owner, if you are part of the mastermind chat, we can talk about different options you can look at, kind of give you ideas of what I would do if I was that, that option there. But those are only available in our mastermind chat um, moving forward this week. Give me the Bears in a slugfest for the Vikings. Uh, I absolutely love the Bears' defense this week against Kirk Cousins' company for the Vikings. Cowboys and Saints on Sunday night. No Drew Brees. Didn't seem to be a problem last week. Alvin Kamara looks fantastic with Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater under center. The Cowboys' offense looks like one of the best offenses in the league. They look championship caliber right now. Led by Dak Prescott. This is without even Ezekiel Elliott kind of doing what he does normally. I think that's going to eventually going to happen. And once Ezekiel Elliott starts to get loose and gets going, this offense is going to be even uh, a much much better offense. 
Love the Cowboys this week. Love the Cowboys moving forward. Give me the Cowboys over the Saints, which should be a fun Sunday night game. I think there's going to be plenty of, t- plenty of options. And a little uh, sneak preview on, on the Sunday night game. Take a look at Taysom Hill for your captain spot. I think they're going to have a lot of different packages moving forward, and I think Hill is a player that we uh, can look at um, if he can get in the end zone, kind of like, like, kind of like what I talked about last night with Godert. If you can get a cheap player in your captain spot, you can fit a lot more of the, the star players in your offense. You can get, get the Ezekiel Elias. You can get the Amari Coopers. You can get the Alvin Kamaras when you put a Taysom Hill in your captain spot. And if Taysom Hill does get in the end zone once or twice, he absolutely is going to make you um, fly up those leaderboards and possibly take home one of those big prize trophies alone um, with the Taysom Hill captain spot. I think it's going to be a little a little higher owned than, than maybe last year that we saw him just because I think he's starting to get a, people are starting to know who he is. But I still think he is going to be lower owned than some of the big name players in that game. That also allows you, like I said, to get some of those big names players. Give me the Cowboys or the Saints on Sunday night. And finally, we have the Bengals and Steelers closing out week four. Both teams coming in 0-3. Both teams looking to get that first victory to kind of hopefully stay in the contention with that AFC North. I think neither team has a shot of winning the division, but you got to think that the 1-3 team has a better option of winning the division than an 0-4 team. Neither team wants to start 0-4. I think the Steelers get the win this week. I think they have a little more weapons there on offense. They have a little better defense than the Bengals do. But I do love Joe Mixon. I like uh, Tyler Boyd. And I like James Conner to get rolling as well. I do kind of, I, I like a little bit of Juju Smith-Schuster, but I'm not going to be going overboard with Juju. I think it's going to be much more of a James Conner game. And got to keep an eye on Vance McDonald. With this being a Monday night game, we may not hear about his injury um, and his availability from that injury until closer to Monday. So we definitely want to keep an eye on. If we have, you might want to start one of the other tight ends and not have to go into that Monday night game. Um, expecting, or if, if Tyler Eifert is available, you definitely want to pick up Eifert just in case Mr. Vance McDonald can't go. Give me the Steelers over the Bengals on Monday night football. Well, there you have it. Game by game breakdowns. Um, on to another exciting week of football. Uh, anything you have to close up? Yeah, but, so um, for, the, for this breakdown we do on, on Friday's podcast, if you want more of a detailed and kind of a look on, on the way I'm going for different, different options, we have that game-by-game game breakdown. It's available in both our DFS and season-long packages. So I break down each and every game, talk about plays for all different, uh, different types of plays, DFS, season-long, uh, deep leagues, all that kind of thing. I, I give you my ideas of where I'm looking at, give you my predictions. So if you're in those pick and pulls as well, give you my predictions. I do a little uh, little breakdown on the game itself. So if you're looking for more of a detailed for those game-by-game breakdowns, definitely take a look at the packages for season-long and DFS. It's available in both packages, and it's usually out on by Saturday mornings on a weekly basis to get you ready to roll in for your um, Sunday morning, uh, putting the, your teams together. Yep, yep. So, uh, hey, let's, let's win some leagues. Let's win some money. Um uh, Start those uh, winning. If, if you've started a, a losing streak, let's break that. Let's get that winning streak going. Let's start to take home these uh, victories and start working our way to bringing home that trophy come uh, the end of the season. Trophy after trophy is what we're hoping for for all you guys out there. Yeah, so and if you haven't already done so, please give us a follow um, on Twitter, Fansports Genius, um, Instagram, Fantasy Football underscore Genius underscore, and Fantasy Sports Genius on Facebook. Uh, it's also not too late to become part of the Genius Mob and sign up for our DFS and season-long packages. Uh, check us out on fantasyfootballgenius.com. Along with becoming a member of our Facebook community, 2019 has been a great year to start. But if you haven't started out strong, check it into our Mastermind Chat. Great communication going back and forth with those that are signed up. Questions on trades, line lineup construction, or maybe just bouncing off ideas uh, with one another is what is this is all about. Weekly, monthly, and full-season packages available. 
Thanks. Thanks for the listen, and let's dominate those leagues. Have a great day. Bye.